Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a football Friday playoff edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right. One sleep till playoffs. Texans versus the Browns tomorrow. We're going to do the Alanis set ironic exercise uh, in a second. Is it ironic or not? But first, let's talk about playoff performances. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. I'm sure you've heard that a time or 20,000. Yeah. Maybe I was a little too harsh to start the show. I don't know. This is, uh, th- this is what we always do on Football Friday. John Lopez brings the, brings the drama. I, 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 I don't... I don't know if he had his playoff game face on when he brought this. Oh, well, good setup there. Thanks. <laughs> he had it last week. Last week was 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 elite. I don't know about this one. But you know what? Sometimes when guys are doubted, they rise to the occasion. So I'm calling on the loophole. 713-572-4610. I want you to grade this from 1 to 10. John Lopez. Dramatic. Reading slash writing. He's glaring at me right now. No, I'm not. I'm just uh, marveling at uh, at at you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I don't think it was that good, but y'all judge. <laughs> I don't think it was his best work, but y'all tell me if it was good. <laughs> I think he's guilty, but y'all tell me if he's guilty. Playoff edition. This was... You act like I have an influence on these people. <laughs> You act like I. You act like I'm an influential guy around here. I'm just a voice. It kind of stinks, but y'all tell me. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's that's good bias. It's playoff time, baby. Here's the thing. This is Hemingway esque. Who cares about Hemingway? Uh, anybody who knows literature. Hemingway. A farewell to arms. Old man in the sea. Hemingway. Look, look. Let me let me give you let me give you my rebuttal to what Landry just said. And then I'll re- do my dramatic reading. Ernest Hemingway is widely known, along with Mark Twain, as the greatest writer in the history of, of the United States. Yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. I even make a reference to him in here that, of course, you didn't notice. Yeah. Because you were contaminating people with your lies. Hey. Look, man. You're acting like Drake right now. No, I'm. You're acting like Drake. No, this is called being fair and balanced. Joe Budden calls Drake like the greatest artist of all time, and then he listens to one of his albums and says it's bad, and all of a sudden, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. That's you. Did he know? That's it? not me. Did that's he, you. Did he know? No, no, it's Joe Budden. Joe Budden review, gives a bad no, review like, for Drake, and then that. Drake's going at him. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. So we pretty much got Drake and Joe Budden on the in the loop show. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. That's all I said. We're going Hemingway. That's the motivation for the playoffs. That's what we're doing. Hemingway. Here's why. Goodness gracious. Mark Twain. No, I didn't do any more. This is Pain and Pendergast. I, I wrote it. Look. Give me a Huck Finn reference, I, I, too. I want the English teachers. I want people who, who like, enjoy and appreciate prose. Shout out to Susan Green, my Susan favorite Green. English teacher. Mrs. Uh, Ke- Mrs. Foley. Mrs. Foley was mine. Robert Wernsman, rest in peace. And Mrs. Klein. Mrs. Klein told me I should be a writer. Pete Bruton. How about that? R.I.P. Yeah. I got respect for him. Nancy Duncan, shout out to you. So if you appreciate prose, you will be able to pick up what I'm doing here. That it is a tribute to Hemingway because it was the greatest American writer in American history. And it is a tribute to the story that is the Texans. Like this, okay. This piece here, okay. See, has, you're selling it. Has I like those this. elements. So you're basically going out before the premiere and you're selling. You're selling it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, because you you lifted your leg. No, it's a good sell. And, and he pretty much telling it. you to listen to the lyrics. Listen. Do you think Lopez is a playoff player? Is he a prime yes. time player? Does he bring the rice out? Yes. Because here's the thing. Landry is, is was very superficial, and he wanted me to to quote 
Eminem or, or Eminem. whatever. I did last what week. The hell? And you said it was elite. This is Nah, but that was about lose yourself. Yeah, but this is literature. This yeah. is the story okay. of the Texans. All right. Now we're fair and balanced. All right, there we go. Here we go. John Lopez, dramatic reading slash writing, playoff in the style edition of Ernest Hemingway. There is a time and a place when youth intersects with age, and the taste of transition is as bittersweet as a plum picked too soon. The taste of it doesn't seem right at first. It doesn't seem ready. It might have been better off staying on the vine to ripen. Taking a bite of it makes your face contort and squint, and you wonder if you should finish the bunch. Yet you keep eating. You always keep eating. For some reason, you can't stop eating. And then, in an inexplicable way, in an inexplicable way, it becomes delicious. It becomes less bitter with every bite, more sweet. And you keep eating and eating and eating. It's time to eat in Houston. Yes, there was a time these Texans did not seem ready. Yes. Perhaps they were plucked from the vine and tossed to the fray too soon. Yes, maybe they should have been allowed to ripen. Mm-hmm. But with every bite, it seems more delicious and ripe. These are plums? It is time to eat in Houston. Yes, the quarterback on the other side has wise lines of glory creasing his face. Yes, he should be neither under, underestimated nor dismissed. Figgy, wake up. Yes, that defense has the heavy maturity of an oak and the prickliness of age-old cactus. Yes, there is a gleamy, polished receiver named Amari. Just days before, he made this defense look young and dumb. Yes, the Browns are like the old man in the sea, deliberate, resolute, determined, and unruffled. But it is time to eat in Houston. Youth will intersect with age. Then becomes now. What was becomes what will be. And at the corner of Kirby Drive and Inevitable Destiny, youth will intersect with age. At the corner of what once was and what is destined to be, Houston will savor the taste of victory. Yes, C.J. Stroud, Nico, Dalton, Devin, yes. This bunch was tossed together like plums plucked too soon. This bunch was too new, too raw, too green. Yet from Cincinnati to Jacksonville to Nashville and Indianapolis, every bite has become more palatable and irresistible. Bitter has become sweet. Old has become new. The Texans have taken a bite of sweet splendor, and now it is inevitable. It is time to eat in Houston. Now do you understand, or is it still over your head? I don't know if it's over the head. It's just kind of... <laughs> I, I just don't know if you brought the rice out, man. <laughs> I don't know if you brought the rice out. All right. All right. I, I, I can take that. Because I know. You thought you brought the rice out? I know what the, I, I know this was one I would enter in a contest. Because, really? Yes. Because, okay. Because of what it, which one? Uh, any writing contest. Okay. Uh, because what it meant, what it reflects in terms of the style and the use and the story of the Houston Texans. See, Lander, let me give you a literature lesson here. All right. It <laughs> I, is don't, a- I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. This is what I want. And this is what I want from fans. This is what I want from players. This is what I want from John Lopez. I want you to bring the rice out. I want you to bring the rice out when the lights are biggest. If you was in high school, you had your, if you was ever played basketball or any type of sports, you got your practice players and you got your performance players. Now, the practice players are always going to be on time to practice. They're going to be running the plays perfect. They're going to be making the layups in practice. They're going to make the coach happy, all that. That's a practice player. Then you got your game time players to bring the rice out. Yeah, bring the rice out, John. I want you to bring the rice out. I did. I did. Bring that sizzle. I did. Figgy, quit making, quit rolling your eyes. I'm man. not, I'm not doing <laughs> nothing, man. Don't eyes, try to man. bring me into this. Well, don't, 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 don't sit there and roll your eyes. <laughs> I'm not that. doing anything, man. I, I want you to do this. Read that or send it to your mom. No, I mean, who I, was a teacher? Okay, she's in her sixties. Like, and she so was what? a teacher. Of course, she likes it. I don't. I mean, because she appreciates. That's that's not the demo, bro. You're proving my point. No, 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 no. We're not talking to sixty-five-year-old teachers. No, women. So no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Shout out to the ladies, though. But man, that's what we're talking about. People in their teens. My mom would like that. People in their teens and and in college can understand the parallels of 
what the Texans are and how they are a classic story. That's why I went with Hemingway. Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Gotcha. Let's go with Alanis Morissette. Let's talk irony. And I want you to tell me if this is ironic or if this is Alanis Morissette ironic, which is not ironic. Just to refresh your memory, the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette, it's not ironic. It's not like, listen to this. There's nothing ironic. Tell me if it's ironic. Go. I'm the one that told you. That's not irony. Winning the lottery and dying the night is not. No, a fly in your Chardonnay is not irony. That's crap luck. Still not irony. That's That's bad luck. luck. No, I don't. This is the worst. Rain on your wedding day is also bad luck. What if they get divorced after? No. And there was rain on no. the wedding day. No, that's just a sign. What about that's the free ride when you've already paid? That That's not irony. A free what? ride when you already paid is not irony. What about the good advice you didn't take? Okay, that is your own misconception, your own uh, shortcoming. It's not irony. Let me explain irony to everyone. What about this guy? Packing his suitcase. How's that ironic? Boom. That's crappy luck. <laughs> That's horrible luck. Isn't it depressing? Would make sense. Isn't it depressing? Don't you think? Okay. That it is depression. All right. There you go. All right. So that is not irony. The best example. Who I the hell wrote that song, man? Alanis Morissette. It's I like think. A, one of the top hits in the country. It's yeah. like it's not ironic. I know. I'm just saying, writing that and it's not even irony is is crazy. Exactly. Irony is when you have. I always tell people the same example. When all you need is a knife, and you have a hundred spoons, that that's irony. Like the parallel of it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that what she said is. Not I think she gets to it two weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. From there, so I'm gonna throw some. Uh, some irony at you or not. And I want you to tell me if it's ironic or not. Right. Okay. Joe Flacco being one of the most beloved Cleveland Browns in recent history, despite having success for the Baltimore Ravens, who were originally the Browns. That is not irony. Uh, So that's Alanis Morissette. Really? Yeah, that is not irony. Deshaun Watson sitting and watching as his former team and current team do battle in his former city. That is irony. Because you expect... like That goes back to my example. All you want is a knife and you, and you have 100 spoons. All you wanted was Deshaun Watson to lead you to the playoffs and you have Joe Flacco doing it. Nick Casario being born and bred in Ohio and now facing his childhood favorite squad, the Cleveland Browns, in his first playoff game as Texans GM. Not irony. Not irony. Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward both selected in 2018 with Texans draft picks. What were originally going to be Texans draft picks. 
both being out for this playoff game against the Houston Texans. Irony or not? No, it's not. It would be irony if somehow they were Houston Texans. They were chosen by the Browns, and they were Texans. Now, is this irony? Someone brings up an interesting question on the text line. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. The irony is that the song is called Ironic, but there's no irony in it. That That's in the neighborhood. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, is that in there? That's in the, that's in the neighborhood. I would have to think about that a little more. That is uh, in there. Getting ready for the playoffs. We're one sleep away here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. C.J. Stroud tomorrow. 247, I think you said, was the over-under on his passing yards. Does he surpass 247 yards? C.J. Stroud, yes or no? Yes, and I think the fact that the over-under is 247 is a sign of the respect and, and, and how much he is important. Like He is going to be the reason the Texans win. It's a C.J. Stroud game. They're all C.J. Stroud games. We've talked about that. That shows you something. You brought up two guys that you think could be unsung heroes in this game, guys that we don't expect to make plays that make plays. Tell the people who those two people are. Yeah, pixie dust meter, man. Uh, we've, we've gone to that occasionally this year. But the, the backdrop is this. D'Amico Ryan, this is what D'Amico Ryan does. He gets to the postseason. And... You expect certain things, you know, from his defense. And he somehow sprinkles that pixie dust on the players that give you the unexpected, on the players uh, that you, you least expect to make big plays. I'll give you some examples. Um, his last two defenses uh, in San Francisco accounted for 15 sacks in four playoff games. The names are not who you might think they are. It's Samson Ebukam, Kevin Gibbons, DJ Jones. So this is what he does. He 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 knows what's that you know what's coming. DJ Jones, not to be confused with Mike Jones. Correct. Um, and and he knows like Jonathan Grenard is back. That's going to be getting a lot of attention. Will Anderson for what you know at whatever level he plays is going to be getting a lot of attention. Who's going to make the plays? I think there are going to be some a, a couple of guys that come up and are going to become the. By Sam- the way, D'Amico's voice not great yesterday. I heard. I thought we got a report that it was. Uh, well, I got. I heard it was. It's oak. Okay, it's better. Better. It's better, but it's not fully there. Yeah. So who's going to become those guys? I got two names for you. Discuss. Derek Barnett. He's been badass uh, for for what they uh, what they brought him in for. Derek Barnett's been a bad mofo. Number ninety five in your program. And Some has- of you say, who's that guy? Yeah, I don't blame you. That's what I'm, you know, the, 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 way, the way we watched the Niners games when they were making their runs, and they still are, but but when they were making their runs behind uh, D'Amico Ryan's defense, is like, wow, Charles Amenahu is really playing well under D'Amico. <laughs> That's the pixie dust, right? He had, I think, three and a half sacks uh, in the uh, in the two playoff games that he played uh, in 2022. Yeah. Um, Those are the guys. The other one, Kurt Heinisch. Yeah. I could see Kurt Heinisch making some plays. He's- Boy, and he starts rubbing that belly. That crowd's going to get crazy. Yeah, it is. I, I'll, I'll, like, if, if, a fat, if a fat, sloppy guy like Kurt Heinisch makes a play in a playoff game and starts rubbing that belly, mm-hmm. that's, that's, how you, that's how you win fans over. Last two games right of the regular season, uh, Kurt Heinisch has, has a, sack, a half sack. He's a crazy-ass dude, man. Two tackles for losses. Uh, about that business. A quarterback hit and a pass defense, which means he blocked the ball at the line of scrimmage. That's what it means? For those who don't know, uh, you can just feel it coming. It's going to be Derek Barnett or, or, or Kurt Heinisch that's going to, that could make could get that pixie dust meter going. Man, and you got Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard on the edge as well. So Man. I want to ask you this: This is our final ironic. You know how I feel about Tyler Milner. Love mm-hmm. Tyler Milner. Mm-hmm. Um, the straw that stirs the drink. Two to six uh, on the uh, afternoon show, the drive. Clint Sterner, Ron Hughley. Has listen, he posted another uh, picture of Hannah McNair yet? He is not. It's uh, it's getting a little creepy, but I, I will say this, though. I want you to tell me if this is irony. Okay. Because I heard my man T. Mill yesterday, and he said this when they were talking about football season and stuff like that. And I actually texted him when I heard it because mm-hmm. I was listening, as I always do. Mm-hmm. This is what he said about scheduling things and stuff during football season when uh, Hannah and Cal were in studio with them. All right, guys. She had season, she had season tickets before I met her, for the record. <laughs> that's beautiful. No birthdays. She is, she is a supporter now. No birthdays, no parties, no nothing during football season. No weddings. 
Okay, no birthdays, no parties, no nothing during football season. Tyler Milner said that to Hannah McNair. Mm -hmm. Is it ironic that the same guy who said that when the Texans were facing the Jets in a huge game went golfing with <laughs> someone who was his wife's friend's husband who he'd never hung out with? Yeah. Is that ironic? No, that's kind of sorry. <laughs> But it's not Irish. You can't say no more weddings. Hey guys, no birthdays, no Brother, weddings. But I can have a casual golf What outing. time's our tea time? <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm Tyler, too. It's not like his bro's in town. So, you, you, what kind of player are you? We got we got to strip We got to strip the hard-o, the hard-o, like, no wedding phase when that happens. If it's got to be gone. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. No birthdays, no weddings, all right? How far is this hole? <laughs> let's go hey, to the, what's the score? Does it go to the left? Hey, what's the score? Does it go to the right? By the way, there, there is a little update that Tyler gave this morning on his Twitter feed. Yeah, he's not going to the game. He doesn't want to jinx it. He's got a golf game. Okay, he doesn't got tickets. He's got a golf game. <laughs> 3.15 tea time, baby. Ford gets cold. Coming up, lunchtime confessions. There's something that some people are saying about the Texans that I, I'm – we got to stop saying this. We got to stop saying it. Get, get your mind correct. Next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. One sleep till playoffs, lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions slime off coming up at 120 but right now it is time to confess i think we've been looking at bobby slowick and his potential departure and ignoring another one that i don't think is going to happen this year but could happen next year so every year rick goslin Goose. Yeah. He, goose. He, he is a fantastic legend. NFL legendary football mind. The writer. Goose. He uh, is he is John, he is like John McClain, but way more smart when it comes to stats. And he is the guru. Like, like this is a mofo. Like this is looked forward to by NFL. And teams. this tells you how nerdy this dude is. Yes. Every He's year, a legend. Uh, for for decades now, he listen actually this, this. he actually breaks down tape, scores tackling of special teams okay yeah and and nfl teams like rely on it third best special teams in uh, the nfl this year was the new york jets second best the new orleans saints the best special teams according to goose which is gospel the houston Texans. i'm kind of like i've said it i think the guy deserves frank ross to get some run as a head coach because he's that good. It won't happen this year, but I'll bet you it's going to it's gonna ramp up. I'll bet you it's going to ramp up. Watch this. These are my confessions. We'll hear from Frank Ross. Get the weekly Frank uh, in the uh, 1 o'clock around the NFL segment. Frank Ross going to set the scene. The goose champ. I'm told that meant a lot to him, too. What's that? That like being the Frank Ross, the top of yeah, yeah, Goose Gospel, number one. You know? Hell yeah! Why would it not? Well, I mean, it's 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 big. gospel. It's big. Yeah, it's big. Um, there's something that I've heard that I just don't I don't really get. I, I I've heard the notion, not from everyone, but from some that Texans don't have anything to lose on Saturday. We say that too often. I gotta confess, this irks me. Mm -hmm. They got a football game to lose. They got a season to lose. I mean, this is not a 16-1 matchup in the NCAA tournament. This is a two-and-a-half-point spread. You're at home. You're facing a team that embarrassed you. You have the better quarterback. Like, nothing to lose. Yeah, they got a football game to lose. It's a big game. 
This is not a nothing to lose. Maybe they can get in a nothing to lose situation if they face Baltimore. By the way, Mark Andrews designated for return. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, God. But man. but yeah, uh, nothing to lose. What what are we? You're doing? just happy to be here. I mean, what, what does that mean? Like this isn't you know some Division three school playing Texas where there'll be nothing but trick plays in the wishbone. You know, because they got nothing to lose. They're just going to throw caution to the wind. Uh, I agree. I agree 100% uh, that, that that the bar has been raised. We've talked about that. We need to look at this team differently. We need to think about winning the game and be disappointed if you lose. Thank you. Watch this. These are my nothing to lose, D's. I think Cal McNair might have told us something yesterday, and it went over all our heads until I reheard the interview right here on In the Loop. So I, I asked him a question about kind of, you know, trying to help him, you know, lay out what's expected on Sunday uh, with the, the halftimes and the fans and, and all that stuff. And then he just dropped something in unsolicited. Uh, well, I can't wait. We're also going to have the commissioner. Um, oh, nice. Oh, so wow. Be, yeah. You know, we're getting some national attention, which is really fun. And it'll be interesting to see the schedule come out when it does in the spring and see what it looks okay, like. Okay, wait, what? So in the middle of like all this about the game on on Saturday, about the commissioner coming into town, he just kind of casually goes, "It'll be interesting to see the schedule when it comes out next year." Well, I mean, the opponents are set, so I mean, they're going to be there's going to be at least three primetime games. That's I think it's one of two things. Have you seen the opponents? I think it's one of two things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got Buffalo, Chicago, Detroit, Miami, and Baltimore at home. Uh, away, you got. Green Bay, Minnesota, New England, the Jets, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. You're yeah. getting at least four prime times out of that. So I think it's one of two Maybe things. Maybe three. It's either I'm expect because he did that like out of the blue. It'll be interesting to see the schedule when it's released next year or next spring or whatever. It's either But we asked him like about being on the big stage. No, right? we asked him about this game. And then he said yeah, the He brought up here, the commissioner. And he yeah. brought up the commissioner. And then he said the schedule. I'm thinking it's either three or four primetime games, which should be expected, or England. Um. Okay. I mean, C.J. Stroud is he? 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 He is England. Yeah. They haven't been in a long time. Okay. I'm wondering if he's you know because they talk about these things in advance. Mm-hmm. Just was interesting to me when I reheard it. I went like, wait, that kind of came out of nowhere. Watch this. These are my confessions. You say something that I kind of. I, I kind of disagree with John. I know this is a surprise to you, but you use this Breaking reference. News. I'm shocked. This is one. Of, this is one of the five things in your bag that you use at least three or four times a year. Okay. The Farrah Fawcett theory. What's wrong with that? It's I don't accurate. think it makes sense. How does it not make sense? I don't. I, I think it's actually the opposite of what you say it is. Okay. So just to to make clear, um, when Bill Belichick. Uh, Retired. So yeah. Nick, oh no, when with Nick Pete Saban, Carroll. When Nick Saban. Nick Saban and Belichick and Pete Carroll was. Pete Carroll the, was first. Yeah. Then Nick Saban. And then yeah. the next day, Bill Belichick. Yeah. And when Nick Saban uh, retired, mm-hmm. left, whatever, I said, Pete Carroll equals Farrah Fawcett. Now, that references the fact that when Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett died, mm-hmm. and then 12 hours later on the same day, Michael Jackson died. So mm-hmm. all the headlines that Farrah Fawcett was getting were yeah. overshadowed. That was before TMZ became legit. I was interning at a radio station at the time yeah. when it happened. I remember. Yeah, so my, my the equivalent is all the headlines that, that Pete Carroll was getting were all of a sudden overshadowed. That That's a good reference. But I think over time, I, I think it actually has the opposite effect. I think dying on the same day as Michael Jackson actually kind of helps Farrah Fawcett. Nobody remembers it. We wouldn't even know if she died. <laughs> Like if she would have died the day before Michael Jackson, we wouldn't even know she died. But because but now yeah, we would have. No, now it's a combo plate. We wouldn't even know. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like dying on the same day as Michael Jackson actually helps her because now we remember when she died. Most people didn't actually. I had to explain that tweet. <laughs> so no, I, I know you do say it. It's kind of like it's kind of <laughs> like your uh, yeah Seinfeld references where you just kind of assume that. We but know. that's kind of my point. Like all the stanza. Farrah Fawcett died. Oh my God! You mean you know the the pinup girl, the original you know pinup girl, yeah, all that in? stuff. Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. All Never that, watched that. All that stuff. And then like twelve hours later, wait, forget Farrah Fawcett. Michael Jackson died. Wait, you know, forget Pete Carroll. Nick Saban retired. Wait, are we sure he died? TMZ, they're not reliable. <laughs> Watch this. These are my confessions. Y'all can mock me all you want. Houston rodeo lineup dropped yesterday. 
Yeah, it's a good one. Do you have a list? I already have my list ready. I got it right here. But here's here's my confession. I want to see Nickelback. I want to see. Why Nickelback? do people hate them so bad? I, I, I've never. Seen I don't know. Hate, I don't get it. Like of all the people to hate, why do people hate them so bad? I've never seen Nickelback. <laughs> Their songs are terrific. Everybody like makes them a punchline. Uh, when that thing dropped, and I've got the list here. You want me to say go through them real quick? Yeah. For the sake of the rodeo, because they do such a great job. Blake, Sh- this is in order, starting February twenty seventh. Blake Shelton, Carly Pierce for King and Country, Fifty Cent, Hardy. Ivan Cornejo, Hank Williams Jr., Oliver Anthony, Jelly Roll, Luke Bryan, Major Lazer, Laney Wilson, Los Tigres del Norte, which don't sleep on them. They're awesome. La Puerta Negra and all that stuff. Whiskey Myers, Bun B, and the All-American Takeover. Nickelback, Zach Brown Band, Jonas Brothers, Brad Paisley, and Eric Church. I want to see Nickelback. So shame me. I don't care. I don't understand why they're so hated. Like, of all yeah. the groups, why are they so hated? I don't know. Jonas Brothers are coming. Someone texted me yesterday like, oh, man. That, that might know. be a sleeper right yeah. there. Jonas Brothers. Sleeper. I, I didn't even know they were still together. No, I didn't either, but that, yeah. I don't know that that's a sleeper. But he texted me, hey, bro. Uh, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, my wife's a big Jonas Brothers fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man. What is the sleeper? My my daughter texted me. The sleeper? Mm-hmm. Um. She literally. I don't know that there's any sleepers. It's pretty big names. She literally. What is the biggest it. flop? I know what the biggest flop is. You know how I feel about this guy. Who? Jelly Roll. <laughs> <laughs> that ass. That dude's. That that dude seemed like a big flop because how many that dude's songs? Gonna per, he's got two. <laughs> that dude's yeah. gonna perform for an hour. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Sing his songs with over uh, and over again. Lil White <laughs> from uh, the Three Six Mafia days. <laughs> Now, I don't know anything about this. Jelly Roll? It's probably going to be his two songs and a lot of cover songs. I have a hunch you know about this entertainer. I don't, but my daughter texted me, don't sleep on Lainey Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know people want to see Lainey she Wilson. She said she might be the best one. I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah, she's beast, dude. Really? Beast. I don't yeah. know anything about her. Brothers like her, too. Yeah? Yeah. Figure who, who you going to see? She's got a big knot, man. I want to see 50 Cent. Um, I was debating on the Bun B takeover because I'm I gonna felt go like to Bun B. Although I'm, he flopped last year, I'll be honest, he I'm, flopped. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to it again. But yeah, um, of course you are. I kind of figure you're the first person they come to. Hey, Figgy, we got sweet tickets for Bun B. <laughs> Man, that's hey, the truth. Figgy and Fitty. Figgy, <laughs> Figgy. Race car. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go see Fifty Cent. I'm gonna go see Bun B. I got family coming in town that wants to see Brad Paisley. Well, he's he's reliable. So, yeah, he's sure. reliable. Big Brown uh, is that the Big Browns fan? Brad Paisley? Yeah, he's the Big Browns fan. Oh uh, yeah, right? allegedly. Um, <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. Uh, Hank Williams That's Jr. That's my number two. I didn't know he was alive. Um, well, he, not for long, <laughs> probably. So is he going to make it on the stage? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, why you I don't, throw I don't that know. out there? I mean, man. obviously he's got something left if they're putting him on a stage for an hour. My number one is Nickelback. Number two is Hank know. Williams Jr. And number three is Fifty Cent. Yeah, I, I got Laney Wilson and Jonas Brothers down on the list. Mm-hmm. But you know how tickets just kind of pop up. But 50 Cent, Bun B, Brad Paisley, Hank Williams. I've seen 50 Cent probably four times, but long time never ago. Never seen him. I've never seen long him. Time ago. Never seen him. Long time ago. Not great. Yeah. Um, really? I mean, it's okay, but it's not. But it's it's okay. I've seen, mm-hmm. I, I saw him back in the day. Last time I saw him, it was actually. It was with Eminem and Lil Jon and the Eastside Boys. That was that's how long ago. That's that a was. long time. Yeah, with Pitbull was still in the Eastside Boys. Oh, so yeah. it was that long ago Dang. before Pitbull got <laughs> really rich. Pitbull was still wearing skull caps at that time, big ass diamond earrings. Yeah. Not not those uh, ten thousand dollar suits he rocks now. <laughs> it's lunchtime confessions here on In the Loop. Coming up next, the numbers the numbers that will blow your mind when it comes to this matchup. Between the Texans and Browns. We're not going in the sticks. These are going to be entertaining numbers. You do not want to miss it. One sleep away from the big game. Next. When you're off of it in maintenance, you still speak to them once a month. If that's something you want, go to sodaweightloss.com. Check out the left part of the site, the Soda at Home Nationwide tab, and you'll be on your way to change your life. Soda is, say it with me now, state of the art. Some people come to Alaska looking for something. I'm working on this case, a missing scientist. This place, it takes us one by one. Academy Award winner Jodie Foster and Kaylee Reese star in True Detective Night Country. Navarro! 
The next chapter of the critically acclaimed HBO series. There's a real explanation for this. We'll find it. We always do. True Detective, Night Country, Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming exclusively on Max. And listen to the True Detective Night Country podcast wherever you get your podcasts. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, I got some numbers uh, for this Texans and Browns game. And we've gone over some of these throughout the week, but I think these are these are interesting. And some of them will be in the sticks, you know, completion percentages and all that crap. Uh, others will just be random-ass numbers. Uh, I start with the number 16. We know this. Joe Flacco, 16 years old when C.J. Stroud was born. It's my favorite stat, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite stat. This dude was driving around in high school. He was he was driving up to the high school parking lot. You remember that? You remember when you were 16 and you're you're pulling oh, yeah. up, who, you're pulling who? up to the parking lot? Yeah, you, high school. You slumping down, leaning to the right. Yeah, we're, El Camino. Or <laughs> uh, why did they get rid of El Caminos? They were badass. Yeah, why did they get my rid of my brother El had an El Camino? But why did they get rid of them? I don't know. Those are sick. I guess because they were trucks that weren't really trucks. Yeah, but that's awesome. That was the best part. That's the cool thing about it. <laughs> I had a 1976 Mercury Monarch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, 16 years old, Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. driving to high school. As soon as he's in second period, C.J. Stroud is born. Don't know if he was in second period or not. I can't confirm that. That's a rough estimate. But at 16 years old, Joe Flacco was in high school. C.J. Stroud was born. There's a 16-year age gap between... The two quarterbacks. Look at that El Camino. That is just no. That's that's a Mercury Monarch. Bro, that's that, my car. That's nasty too. Bro. It was Dude, a bad. Let me see. Kept that. It was a badass. You should have kept that, homie. Yeah. Nah, that's you nice. You should have kept that. <laughs> it has exact same colors and everything. You got to find that one and repair it. Yeah. <laughs> Next statistic. Two out of fifteen. C.J. Stroud has made fifteen career starts in the NFL. In two of those fifteen starts, he's been the AFC Offensive Player of the of of the week. So, two times out of 15, C.J. Stroud has been the best player, arguably, depending on how they vote on it. Not rookie player. Not rookie, but the best offensive player in the AFC. Yeah. Next number, 265. I think we know that one. Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper, last time he faced the Texans. 11 catches, two tutties. 265 yards. It's a lot. However, the next number, 73.5. That is the over-under in yardage for Amari Cooper this week. That's wild. That is crazy, and that's why I'm feeling a little better about things. 73.5. Next numbers, 73.9 and 38.3. Those are C.J. Stroud's QB ratings. Against zone, 73.9. And then against man, 38.3. He's best in the league against zone. He's 27th in the league, tied for 27th against man. Cleveland runs a lot of man defense. But still less than 40%, which is interesting. 39. Yeah, you're going to see at least 60% of zone. Next number, four. Numero Quattro. Denzel Ward was the fourth overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. That was the Texans' original draft pick. It was part of the Deshaun Watson trade. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson trade in which the Texans ended up uh, benefiting early on, and then we all know how that ended. Next number, 35. 31 picks after Denzel Ward was selected in that 2018 draft. The Cleveland Browns selected Nick Chubb. 
That draft pick was acquired in the Brock Osweiler trade. Mm-hmm. So those first thir- 35 picks, two of the best players on the Browns, neither of which could see the field, although Denzel Ward seems to have some hope. They were both selected by the Texans' original picks. Next numbers, 2 and 11. The number 2 and the number 11. Yes. Two catches, 11 yards, are what receivers not named Nico Collins had last week for the Houston Texans. Let me just say this. That ain't going to cut it. Noah Brown back at practice. Robert Woods back at practice. Maybe they can figure it out. But two catches, 11 yards for wide receivers not named Nico Collins. I don't care if Denzel Ward is hurt and he goes in Tanya Harding's, the rest of the damn Browns (laughs) cornerbacks. Two and 11 for receivers not named Nico Collins is not going to cut it. Why me? It is. It, <laughs> why me? <laughs> me, why me? Those are all like hugely significant. Like hugely significant as they. And if those numbers change, like it goes from 265 to, two, to 74 or whatever, Texans win the ball game. We'll get, that, go ahead. We'll get back to the numbers in a sec. But I just mentioned Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. Remember when we were in Boston and there was that drunk-ass girl that I'm surprised she didn't get kicked out oh of the restaurants? My, oh, my goodness, From man. California that was just, like, sloppy drunk, fighting with everybody. <laughs> and abrasive, yes. Yeah, fighting with everybody. But she liked figure skating, and she was hating on Nancy Kerrigan, saying what an evil <laughs> yes. bee she Conceded was. And, and Tanya Harding was, like, the, the yeah. people's choice yeah. and all that. <laughs> That is just a random memory. She was Man, drunk. she was sloppy. She was outside double fist and wine, spilling it, getting in arguments she with everybody. She came with four friends and three left. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other, the only one that stayed was passed out in the, at yeah. the table. Yeah. Everybody was sitting there like, even our waitress was like, I apologize for her. <laughs> nah, we're good. That's all right. Next number, 1.7. Mm-hmm. 1.7. You know where this one's going? 1. That's 7? the yards per attempt? Nope. Yards per carry, I mean? Nope. Because that's the one I was looking at. I'll I'll get to that in a minute. It's even more impressive than that, sir. All right, what's that? 1.7 is the passer rating that quarterbacks had in the month of December throwing at Derek Stingley. Mm. Oh, baby. That's from Will Conkle Fox. He put that out there. I'll I'll give him credit for it. Yeah. 1.7. God, he is so big in this game. I'm looking at it now. It's 1.8 was Cleveland's yards per rush against the Texans. Yeah. When you're got a receiver getting two sixty, yeah, but they only have, they don't they want that to change. Correct. Yeah. Next number, final number, as we go through these wild ass numbers, one sleep away from Texans Browns, fourteen hundred and seventy. Where do you think fourteen hundred and seventy is going, my friend? SAT score. No. <laughs> Maybe on the new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that that back in the sixteen hundred days, fourteen seventy might get you into <laughs> Harvard. Texas or Texas A&M, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, tomorrow will be 1,470 days since the Texans hosted a playoff game. Uh, Buffalo Bills, November 4th of 2020. Deshaun Watson saves Bill O'Brien's butt. 1,470 days ago, Minana will Probably be the last, the last time sellout. the Texans host a game. Probably the last sellout, right? Yes. Right? I, I, well, unless there was like the season opener and they Be, had to No, because it. then in 2020 season, you got COVID. Yeah. But did it, but did, does it count if you sell out your allotment or something? No, I don't know. But that was 1,470 days. You just answered the question I had earlier since their last sellout. sellout because the next season, the stadium was empty, except for a few people that were, you know, had their sections to themselves. And then 2021 was no sellout. 2022 was no sellout. So 1,470 days since that stadium has sold out. And the last playoff win. That's pretty incredible. It's right? incredible. Yeah. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Just some numbers to think about uh, as we head to uh, as we head to the game. Minana. So we talked about the uh, rodeo. The lineup has been released. Uh, it's going to be on the, on the same uh, grounds as the Texans. Um, you mentioned Nickelback. You want to see Nickelback? I do. I said I never understood why they got hated on. I really didn't. I didn't yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the text line, 1805 um, says, of course, the new trend of acting like Nickelback doesn't suck is adopted by Landry 
Hipsters first agreed that Nickelback sucks. Now hipsters act like Nickelback is cool. It's okay if you're 50 plus and like them, but nobody has destroyed the rock music industry more than Nickelback in my lifetime. First of all, am I a hipster? No. (laughs) I, I, I I feel like hipsters hate me. Hipsters do hate you. Yeah. So, you do have hipsters' tendencies, though. No, I mean, I'm just... When like, everybody likes something, you kind of go against it. No, I just... I, that's that's not, I like, but I like what kinda, I like. That's what hipsters do, No, but do, hipsters though. do it just because they want to. I, I do not... I, I don't like Star Wars. I don't like... Harry Potter. That's not a hipster, though. No, I don't like. I don't like some of these. Some of these things that these that people like. I, I think that's not. Like, I think. I think. Big, a, I think a hipster. They they like something until everybody else like it, and then they go against. It, well, sometimes the product gets watered down, man. Well, so you a hipster? I know. No, sometimes thinking, sometimes <laughs> the product gets watered down. I think Landry comes across as a hipster, but he's just. But when what, did, that's what he but is. But I never. Yeah. I I never in my life. To to me. The is it really a is it a trend to act like Nickelback's not that bad? Is that a new thing? I felt like yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I I feel like for me, like the the hate of Nickelback was a it was a bunch of guys, bitter guys who probably probably have a garage band and probably play uh, dollar pint night at the local bar that think that Nickelback isn't playing real music while they're just rocking out the stage but never got their break. Yeah. I never I never understood like the don't like Nickelback thing. Never well, did. Yeah. I didn't get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that suck. I never understood that. You know what part of that text uh, I think is is really really revealing and and wrong? Like, oh, they've set back music and this plastic mu- Do you like it or not? <laughs> is it good? Is it a hit? Do people want to listen to it? Was it played on the radio? Did it make them a ton of money? Does it have 300 million downloads on Spotify, which I looked up? Yeah. Would I get tired of Nickelback if I were driving, like, yeah. making a road trip and listening to Nickelback the whole time? Yeah. But it's but, but likable. Like, it's, it's a hit. Why are they the group that you say sucks so bad? Yeah, exactly. I but never why, got it. Why do they suck? Well, that guy, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's talking about, well, let me read it. They ruin the rock industry. Yeah. Like, uh, like here it is. They destroyed the rock music industry. Uh, it's plastic. Destroyed it. Music for people that do zero seeking. What does that mean? The hell does that what? mean? <laughs> the hell does that mean? Was it a hit? Are they millionaires? Did do they have millions, hundreds of millions of downloads? But my thing is, why is it so bad? It's not. That was my <laughs> confession. I'm like, I want to see Nickelback. Someone says on the text line, uh, Landry might not be a hipster, but a Jeep Cherokee is a hipster vehicle. The music are hipsters. I didn't know what is a hipster vehicle. I, I had know. no idea. I, I had no idea. I had no I idea. I thought a hipster vehicle was like a Volkswagen or something. Someone <laughs> says uh, the nine three six might have a decent point. Landry's not a hipster. He's just an ass. That's po- that's possible. That, I, I mean, I can I can get down with that. But I don't hipster, think I don't think you're I've a hipster. Never, I've never just said, "Oh, everybody likes this. I'm not going to like it." Right. But I, you do have those tendencies. No, it comes no, no. Across, I, just, it comes I don't across. like a lot of stuff that people that like. I don't like Star Wars. I don't like. But that's not a Harry hipster Potter. thing, though. Yeah. I don't like Marvel uh, movies. I liked them when I was in fifth so, grade. So how about this? As soon as I got my first pubic hair, I did not like Marvel movies. Okay, <laughs> that's not a hipster thing. That might be a nerd thing. Okay, give me something hipster then, there, so, buddy. So just Mr. like denim jacket, you look like a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just like the OG sauce. When no nobody knew about the OG sauce, you you know came up with the name and all that stuff. Yeah. When they start going platinum and triple platinum, now you start complaining about it a little bit. No, I complain because we don't get it anymore. You get it all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That you Lopez used to give it to us monthly, and now we don't get it. When it got popular. We never get it anymore. But see, when it got popular, he was like, oh, it's a little bit watered down, and you yeah, don't know I, about come that. Come on, man. I, I, come on. That's, I, that's hipster tendency. Come on, man. <laughs> when everybody else like it, then you're like, oh, I don't know about it now. Here's, I looked up hipster things. All right, give me a hipster thing. I'll tell you if I like it or not. When everybody's downloading music, you go vinyl. Never. I've that's never. I will never. Yeah, I will never have a vinyl. Ill- Although I do wonder if CDs are going to come back one day. But I, but I, I do wish CD players were still. Cassette a thing. tapes is kind of making a comeback too. Okay. Yeah. Beanies. I don't wear beanies. Yes. Very rarely. I wore beanies. Very rarely. Times. Oversized glasses. No, I, I've, I have one pair of uh, what is it called? Blue light glasses. Tiny tattoos on your fingers. Never. Nah. I don't have a tattoo. Yeah. This, you, you, yeah, yeah, you're just an ass. 
<laughs> hey, that makes more sense. But I don't I, like. It's a new trend to say Nickelback doesn't suck. I want to. I go. guarantee you, this guy. I can promise you, this guy, the guy who like thinks Nickelback ruined rock music. Shout out to the loopholes if you listen. You are one Texan. He's a hipster. Got a game. Texans got a game tomorrow. Big one. Uh, and the rodeo uh, is going to be back shortly. They just dropped the uh, lineup. I guarantee you that he has a guitar in his game room and he is the biggest buzz kill. Like when he has his six friends over and they're all having a good time, he has to go up there on the couch and like play some acoustic that absolutely sucks and everybody <laughs> has to act like they like it. Yeah. And it's always like, oh, it's real music. <laughs> Coming up, let's go around the NFL. It's one of the best weeks in the league and there's a lot going on on the field and off the field. Round the league, wild card edition next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 